Today, we're gonna to talk about three things that each and every one of us can do to make our country better. So I'm Bill Hughes, he's the executive producer extraordinaire, Zach Glaros, and this is Row and Grow. about in the last couple episodes and, and when we talked on things with Ernest, we realized that there's there's things that we can all do to make the country a better place. And, and let's start with the first thing that we can do. Let's get rid of the Democrat and Republican affiliation. There's not going to be a way to get rid of the Democrat and Republican parties. They dominate the landscape, but we don't have to be a part of that party affiliation. There's actually a party affiliation called no party affiliation. And my recommendation I encourage all of you is to abandon the Democrat and Republican platform and go into the non-party affiliate so that you can actually make up your own mind and whether or not the people that you're voting for represent your views. Uh, Zach, the thing that I find amazing is everyone wants you to be a Democrat or Republican, but there's no way that one person can have views that 100% align with like the Republican party. You could be a Republican and be pro-choice. You know, you can be a Republican and believe in social welfare. I mean, you can do these things just like you can be a Democrat and be pro-life. So I, I find it amazing how they kind of force us to choose a side and, and go into a box. Yeah, it definitely um, seems like politicians want us to be confined to a box. I think the last couple of years, um, especially with the Republican party, I think, um, despite what you thought of Trump, um, his kind of ideas and his brand kind of shaking the mold of yeah. what a traditional Republican might believe or stand for, yeah. which I think was a good thing. Um, and I think more politicians should be like that across the spectrum, Democrat or Republican. Yeah, agreed. And I think one of the things that really upset the apple cart with Trump was that he wasn't beholden to the, the top 1%, you know, make no mistake about it. The problem with our, our two party system is that the, the, the Congress is beholden to the, to the top 1%. Mm -hmm. They don't really care about us. They, yeah. they will make their appeal to us every four years when an election comes around, like, you know, oh, we care about your vote, your vote, and your voice, yeah, uh, you know, please send five bucks, you know, that's going to, it's going to matter. And don't get me wrong. If every American sent in five bucks, I mean, it, that's amazing. But the reality is the top 1%, some of these large corporations, that's who the Congress really cares about. Um, and so what they do is they use the media to divide us because, you know, like Charles Barkley just got done saying a couple of weeks ago, they actually don't like us. Yeah. You know, the Congress doesn't like the people because we do crazy things. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we put a reality TV star into the White House, you know, we elected a, a black man into the presidency just six years after the 9-11 terrorist attacks and a, a black man named Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah. So there's no way that anyone could have projected that or thought that, but it, I think it just goes to show how amazingly sharp the American public is. And when we want to change, we'll have a change. And that scares the living shit out of the Congress. Yeah, they uh, they don't like not having control. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. So our second thing that you can do is turn that shit off. So the way that we consume media 
is actually becoming a problem here. And, and I think we touched on it with Ernest where you have, you know, people that lean right go to Fox, people that lean left go to CNN. Um, but, but Twitter, for example, has just become totally non-representative of, of our people. So I encourage people to, to turn off that and to actually consume media through podcasts and other means and other methods. And it'd be amazing what you can find out by just looking at alternative sources. So I, I think the point is that the, the media is trying to utilize pop culture and using their platforms to encourage people to, to lean a certain way and to go a certain way. So again, turn it off, use alternative methods, just do your own homework, do your own research and be open to other people's perspective and ideas. The third and final thing that we can all do together is make money together. A rising tide lifts all boats, and, and that's crucial and important. And there are ways that we can do that. Um, something that stands out as a great example of that is Uber. You know, Uber started as a ride-sharing program. Who does that help? Everyone. I mean, really, everyone, and especially has helped reduce DUIs. So it's provided a valuable service, and at the same time, it's provided people with a way and a means to make money. So that's a great win-win. On the flip side, you have you know Facebook and Twitter that started with noble intentions of providing a free speech platform. And yet the most important thing for them is making money off of our data and our information. So, so really they put profits ahead of everything else. Whereas I do believe that, of course, making profits for Uber is incredibly important but at the same time they're still providing a good service and they're helping people in, in the along the way right. the reason that making money is so important for obvious reasons is that when we make more money if you tithe then you're giving more money back to your church if you make more money and you're donating it to your favorite charity you're keeping it within your community if you make more money and you're able to give that money to local investing houses and investing firms you're able to keep it within your local community and we're helping build one another together stronger as opposed to allowing the government to tax you more giving it to them and then letting them distribute it how they see fit we've seen historically that they're using those funds they're mismanaging those funds and we don't get much say in how they use those funds so that's why i'm saying we need to make money together so zach one of the things that, that just kills me about facebook and twitter is how they did start start out as a free speech uh, platform mm -hmm. and and now they're actually going out of their way to censor people that they disagree with um, I mean that's the thing that we can do to be better is to be open to other people's ideas and yeah th that's how we became so great was being open to other people's ideas and listening um, and and Twitter just doesn't even make any bones about it if, yeah. if you have an opposing perspective they don't want other people to hear it. So they just completely deplatform you. And I'm not even talking about Trump. You know, Trump, he got deplatformed by his own merit, if you will, you know, things that he said and did. I still disagree with them, you know, deplatforming a former president of the United States. But I'm more concerned with everyday people that are bringing good ideas to the table. Twitter disagrees with them, they deplatform them that doesn't make us better that makes us more of a totalitarianism government 100 percent. yeah i mean you look at what ernest said 
uh, over our last three videos, and he, he said the exact same thing, that we need to be talking about more ideas, no matter what they are. We just need to be able to be able to be patient enough to and calm enough and mature enough to listen to everybody's ideas and not get um, so offended by something we might not agree with or might not necessarily agree with at first, but maybe might be open to some parts of their ideas after we listen to them. And I think, I think you just hit it. That's what it really is, is. They have to have a reason for not wanting these opposing perspectives and ideas. And I think it's that they know that if people hear these opposing perspectives, they may be open to changing their mind and changing their stance on things, which isn't that how we grow and that's how we become more intelligent and well-rounded is we do change our mind. We do change our stance. I mean, just look no further than, than gay marriage, you know, for example, I mean, even gay rights as a whole, you know, look at how much progress we've made in the last 15 years. It's astonishing, you know, it, be, because there was a great dialogue and, and rather than, than gay people coming out and, and just marching and saying, we need to shut you down, they did the opposite. They said, no, we don't want to shut you down. We want to be involved in your, your conversations. We want to actually be on your platforms to talk about it. Because they knew that the more they got a chance to talk to us, the more they realized that we would say, this is silly. Like, why am I being so you know, unopen, unwilling to change based upon the way it's always been. And so they, they were able to overcome. And, and I think that the, you know, the, the, the recent history shows that that's, it's good for everyone. Yeah. I think it's an excellent point. Okay. So we've got our three things that we know that we can all do. Um, one of my final thoughts that I think it's important for everyone to understand because you know, it just seems like there's a lot of division right now and, and there's a lot of uh, thought, there's a thought police going on. So something that you need to remember about our enemies, okay? Let's talk about our enemies abroad, you know, Russia, China, other countries like that. You know, there's a reason that our enemies don't invade our country. And believe it or not, it's not our armed forces. Our military is incredible. They're very powerful and that is a great deterrent. But the reality of why our enemies don't invade us is because of us. It's the people. All of these countries know and understand that if they're going to invade America, even if they overtake and, and take control of our capital, they have to do with the American people who are armed and crazy. And really, when it comes down to it, don't care about the black, white, brown, yellow, red, pink, orange. They, they just care about look, that's my neighbor. And if you try to take that person's house, I'm going to shoot and kill you. So that's something that people don't realize is that we're getting caught up in the culture war, but we're forgetting what makes us American, which is we're the melting pot of the world. We actually are what they're trying to say we're not. And that's what I find so amazing. It's discouraging, but at the same time, it's encouraging because when you talk to people, you realize that these, these lunatics on the fringe, they're not representative of how we feel as Americans. Um, if you go out and talk to people on the streets, you realize that, that we feel a sense of camaraderie. And going back to the terrible tragedy of 9-11, the way it changed us all was amazing. But everyone was a New Yorker. You know, for a long time, it, it brought people together. Such a terrible tragedy. And, and to me, that's who we are.
I was just going to add to that last part you said. Yeah. Um, I think Abraham Lincoln had a quote saying, you know, America will never be destroyed from the outside, but rather from the inside. That's, and that's, you look at what's happening now and, you know, it's exactly what you said about, you know, why other foreign countries, our enemies will invade us is because of our uh, heart and ability to stand together with our communities, no matter what color or race or creed they may be. And I think if we ever lose that, then... We're in serious danger. And that's exactly why the people that are doing the things they're doing are doing them. Yes. Because they know that America can only be taken down from within. Um, but I do believe that they're making a terrible miscalculation. I think that they believe that they can find these issues that we might be divided on in opinion. But a difference of opinion does not make someone your enemy. It yep. just makes them have a differing opinion. And typically when people get into a room with differing opinions, they come out with mutual compromise. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how we became who we are. So I do think that the, the hate mongers are making a terrible miscalculation and we will overcome that. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Row and Grow. Looking forward to our next episode, which will actually be episode three. Coming up, stay tuned, make sure to subscribe, make sure you follow us on Facebook and all of our social media platforms. So until next time, I'm Bill Hughes, he's Zach Glaros. Remember to get busy living or die trying.